Welcome to the Fairway Performance Podcast. My aim for this podcast is to have conversations or to record solo episodes like the one I'm doing today to help you improve your golf, your fitness, and your health. And I'm your host, Sean Dykoff. Now, on today's episode, I am going to be discussing in-season training for golfers. And the reason I am going over this is because I have some clients that work out of the US uh, through the Fairway Performance Training app that are asking this question currently. Uh, I'm getting this type of question, or these types of questions on Instagram, and I'm also getting these types of questions uh, with my individual coaching clients who are training out of the US as well. And essentially, uh, for those Aussies who are not aware of this, or for other people who live in parts of the world, uh, and they're very fortunate like myself, where we don't have really a, an in-season and an off-season, the off-season essentially is the time of year for the, the US-based guys mainly, and, and maybe some European countries where they're pretty much snowed under, like they just can't access their golf courses because they're just covered in snow for an amount of time per year. Uh, maybe in the hilly regions in Australia, uh, down in sort of like southwestern New South Wales and, and also down into Melbourne uh, sort of or Victoria sort of way, um, they may experience some of this. Uh, they might not get to play all the time due to um, being too cold. Um, but us Aussies are, are pretty fortunate that we can um, just be playing golf year round. So it might be a little bit of a, a lesson for Australian golfers listening and just a slightly different approach to you know, improving year on year and not just bashing your head against the wall and trying to train and play and not really have a, an in and off season. So uh, essentially, what am I talking about here with in-season versus off-season? And the it, it varies place to place and person to person. Like if you're an elite amateur and you're playing events and you have a full wraparound season, or if you're on the Australian PGA Tour uh, or Australasian Tour, Live Tour, PGA Tour, uh, and they're full wraparound seasons these days, it, it would come down to like your personal circumstances and situation as to how you would deem your in-season and off-season. Um, but essentially for those who, uh, in the context of this conversation, I'm going to have uh, or use an example of someone who has, you know, three to six months of a year that they can't play because there's snow and weather um, causing the, the disruption uh, and they live in that sort of area, and then they've got you know six to maybe nine months of of playing golf in the year where there's not snow all over the course, and and um, it's shut down for that time. So the the things that we take into consideration here are like in an in season, what what we're trying to do, or the goal of our in season training is to maintain the gains that we've made during our off season and to keep our strength up, to keep our muscle mass up, to keep our mobility in check, and just to tick the boxes of training in order to maintain the the progress that we made during the off-season. And the volume of golf is going to be higher in-season for obvious reasons, and practice and and playing practice rounds and pro-ams and events and tournaments and um, you know, multi-day events, whatever those things are, but that is going to be higher. And then during the off season, the volume of training is going to be higher, and the amount of practice is going to be lower for obvious reasons of not being able to get out on course and having to maybe use indoor simulators or a home setup or something like this, where you're just not putting in those same amount of hours as you would be if you're out playing uh, golf during a, a season or, or during a, um, a you know at that time of year. So 
the it's really good to have if you're someone who's not living in these countries it's really good to deem an in-season and off-season for yourself and it's something that I have fallen victim to in the past and haven't done myself but in starting to work with a lot more US-based clients I'm really trying to split my year into two and working out that you know during winter there's shorter hours in Australia it's a little harder to get out Um, I have a restricted membership at my golf club so I can't play on certain days of the week I can only play five days of the week it's just something that that golf clubs do here in Australia Um, is offer different memberships like that Uh, I'm not sure if it's like that around the world but um, that's what I, I deal with here and um with that uh, and the reduced hours and whatnot and, and the limitation of playing, it means that I can put a bit more emphasis into hitting balls in my backyard, into into my net and using my, my Garmin R10 so I get a bit of practice there and just keep the volume up of, of hitting balls and whatnot because um, I can you know smash 100 balls in the backyard in, in an hour, an hour and a half. Um, versus on the course, you know, doing the same thing and, and practicing um, is going to take obviously a lot longer to, to play that many shots um, versus, um, you know, in an, uh, that's how it is, that's an off season. Uh, and then I'll be putting more effort into my training. So at the moment I'm training four to five times a week uh, just because I have more time to be at the gym and to do, um, I'm actually training for a fitness retreat that I'm running in, in Bali in a little bit, but um, for for my gym, my, my CrossFit gym here in Sydney. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm getting my fitness back for that so I don't um, absolutely die while I'm over there uh, training in the heat with all my clients. Um, but what the the normal off-season would look like is, um, is, you know, four sessions at least a week and then maybe a fifth session of um, an additional, uh, just like an extra bonus sort of session where I do like cardio or CrossFit workout or something slightly different just because I enjoy it uh, and it's not going to be detrimental to the other four, um, three to four golf uh, fitness sessions that I'm doing during the week uh, and something that I recommend to clients as well if they... Uh, want to increase the volume of their training to do something fun like that uh, might be an orange theory class a barry's um, f45 if if that's uh, nearby where you are um, but that's the the type of thing that we're talking about here so um, versus in season the obviously the the volume that you going to the course is going to increase and maybe travel for tournaments and stuff like that so there's a different strategy in order to maintain the gain so I'll break down uh, just some of the errors that I see uh, with this style of thinking in season and off season, and I'm a victim to um, these as well. Like I'm, I'm not some, you know, person who should be put on a pedestal. Like I've learnt my lessons with some of these things, uh, or one of these things in particular. But um, I just see it with clients all of the time, and I can actually speak from experience with with some of these things as to um, how to work through it or, or work around it. So. Um, one of the so this is for we're talking about in season training and what errors golfers make versus um, out of season training. So then error that people make is they have too much volume and not enough high intensity in their in season workouts uh, versus their off season workouts. So what I mean here is uh, instead of uh, sticking to the sets and reps in a program, what I'll see people do is they'll just add extra volume or they'll do extra sets and reps in their workouts thinking 
that doing the extra volume is going to help them or even decreasing the weight of the movements that they're doing but doing more repetitions so more volume uh, they think that sticking to the lighter weights but more reps is going to do less damage to them than lifting a heavy weight for low reps and what I want to say is that's the exact opposite of what we're sort of aiming for with an in-season program so in season, the the goals of what we're doing is we're trying to do the minimal amount of work in the gym to reach either gains or maintenance of the gains that we've made during the off season and to not be sore or tired or stiff from these sessions for when we go and play and practice and, and spend all the time on the course. So if we're adding volume, it means we're adding more muscle contractions, we're adding more um, eccentric loading uh, potentially with a lot of the movements that we're doing and that's going to fatigue us and make us sore for when we actually go and play golf which is the opposite effect of what we want so what we want to do and I'll break this down a little bit more later in terms of how the sets and reps and things like this look and, and what it what it should be like but essentially we want the intensity to increase and the intensity is going to increase by lifting heavier weights so a higher percentage of your one rep max uh, if you know what that number is, then we're looking to go you know, up around like 80 or 90% of your one rep max, but we're looking to do a lot less reps at that. Um, just going up and touching that number, touching that number, touching that number each week or fortnight, uh, whatever it's scheduled into your program is going to help us keep that maximal strength and not lose it so that we can keep our power production and speed and um, strength and everything else uh, during the season. The... Other one is uh, golfers don't want to touch heavy weights. So this is, this is the second mistake. So a lot of golfers think, um, one, heavy weights are going to injure them. Um, my answer to that is heavy is relative. So if it's heavy for you, that's perfectly fine. Because um, what's heavy for you being someone just starting out with your training uh, is probably going to be significantly lighter than what heavy is for me um, because I've been training and doing this stuff for uh, you know tens of years. Like... Uh, since since I was sort of 15, 16 years old and, and I've just turned 36. So that's, you know, two decades, two, uh, 20 years now that I've been lifting weights and lifting heavy weights. And um, obviously that's going to uh, impact how, how, you know, used to it your body is and what you're able to, and capable of doing. So uh, it's not a bad thing to be touching heavy weights, but we just want to be doing it for lower reps and we don't want to be doing it to like fatigue and, max output and failing and that type of thing we want to keep it well within our realms but just be touching that high weight uh, the next thing the next mistake is um, golfers just won't touch weights at all so they'll do six months of really hard training and build up the weight and build strength and everything and then it will come to season and then they just won't touch a weight at all and all they'll do is mobility work or maybe some really light body weight type sessions and this is um this is a real issue because one, uh, the consistency in the training is just not there. It just really just changes. Um, two is the habits that someone builds with this is they either go really hard or they do nothing. Um, so an all or nothing sort of approach and mindset, which is not really what we want. And what happens is if we're not like just going and touching the heavy weights for a little bit and just low reps and low sets and low reps, so there's very low volume, uh, what it means is our body is detraining or we're getting used to not lifting those heavy weights so we start to lose strength and lose muscle and lose the ability to move those heavier weights that we could lift before 
um, because we're just not touching them. So it you'll reach a peak of maybe getting up to deadlifting um, like 100 kilograms or you know 225 pounds um, is the equivalent weight. Uh, you'll get up to that during the off season and, and that's your peak. Then you just won't touch a deadlift for the whole six months of your season and you might just do like banded you know good mornings or little light things like this to to work on your your hamstring strength or um or deadlifting strength and then come the start of the next off season instead of using 225 or 100 kilograms as your one rep max you're probably only going to be able to lift like 80 to 90 kilos like you might lose 10 to 20 percent of that strength and it's from multiple things like one not touching the weight um, two, you would have lost a little bit of muscle mass, and three is actually just practicing the repetitions of the movements because you're not practicing the movement with a barbell again. Um, just like the feels that you would have with golf, and you know, dialing in your distances and knowing your distances really well for chip shots and putting and bunker shots and all this type of stuff. Um, if you have a couple of weeks off, come back, you, you notice that your feel is just slightly off. So it's the same with lifting weights and, and doing work in the gym. Um, and then the last. Uh, last mistake that I see people make is they throw in more cardio sessions and they do either less weight sessions or no weight sessions. And this is a similar problem to the bands and using the bands and no weights is is the cardio and no weights is where we're training something which um, doing cardio, like we're doing a lot more cardio and we go and practice anyway. Because uh, I dare say there would be an element to on course practice or additional practice rounds at courses for tournaments or whatever it might be. Um, or even just going away on, on like golf trips with the boys or, or the girls and, and enjoying time away playing other courses with friends. Uh, there's going to be some element of cardio training there or just getting out and walking around, hopefully um, walking around the course. You, you're not the kind of person who always just goes in the cart um, unless the, the course you're playing at makes you go in that. Um, I'd, I'd always recommend just walking around and, and I've even started carrying my bag again just to get a little bit of extra work in while I'm out there. Um, but yeah, doing more cardio and less weights. If if you can um, get out and, and be walking the course and playing more and spending more time practicing and playing on course, you, you're already ticking that cardio element. And unless it's difficult to walk around the course um, or you know do four days on your feet in a tournament, I, I dare say there's probably no real need for you to do additional cardio if you're already struggling to fit in you know two to three weight sessions a week. So. Um, the, the inverse should apply there. We should be doing you know the same amount of sessions, so two to three sessions of weights in a week, uh, and then we're obviously getting all the walking and the cardio in that we need with the uh, getting around the course. Uh, so I sort of talked about, this is my next point now, but I sort of talked about um, the like too much volume and not enough high intensity. So Volume versus intensity and, and how they play a part in the normal ebb and flow of training is we we want to be touching the high weights or the heavy weights in season, and it's going to help us maintain force production, power output, strength, um, coordination with that movement, um, and then we just don't have to start back at the very bottom again when we start for the next off-season's training. So our real goal when we're doing in-season training is to really just like just essentially if uh, there's multiple analogies for it, but if you're using a ratchet and you ratchet and you just click over one spot, yeah, that's where we want it to, to stop and the gains that we've made. 
Uh, we might take one little click backwards uh, in terms of like losing a tiny little bit of strength and uh, mobility and, and everything else, but we don't want to go back like three or four clicks on the ratchet in order to then have to go back around because it takes so much longer to get back to where we were to start with. Um, probably not the best of analogies, but it's, it's the, the best one I could think of in this time. But essentially, hopefully it just made it clear to you, like if we get to a standard or, or reach a certain point, we don't want to then see it, you know, massively dip down or drop down uh, before we then have to try and rebuild on that for the next year. So um, that's that's essentially the point I want to drill home there. And the way we do that is the important things of speed, power, uh, and strength is just to be touching those heavier weights is just, you know, put the set the barbell up. And, and the next point I'm going to get into is how the sets and reps will look. And, and it's right now that I'll, I'll talk about this. So in, in an off season, you might be doing three, four, five sets of, you know, anywhere from eight to 10 to 12 reps of certain movements, or even up to 15 or 20 reps of certain movements. Uh, and that's going to be a lot of volume. So the, the volume there essentially is helping us to create muscle hypertrophy, which is going to make us uh, stronger, more coordinated, but also build muscle. And then uh, if we, some other, you know, things that you might see is like five by five or five by eight or five by 10 or 10 by 10 or four by 10. So all these like higher sets and higher rep ranges uh, in terms of um, weights being lifted and, and sets and reps, that's all like we want that in the off season. So that stuff's going to make you sore. Um, it's going to be a little more fatiguing. The muscles are going to have to repair. We've got to focus a little more on our nutrition to recover during that phase. Um, and it might affect in some ways if you're not used to it and used to a little bit of muscle soreness and everything else, it might affect how, you, how you're swinging just because you can't move quite as, as nicely and easily because um, you're dealing with this soreness. So if anything, we want to be thinking about that stuff while we're not having to go out and play really good rounds of golf. The next thing, so how does training look like, or what does training look like in season? We want to be looking at things like um, three sets of three, three sets of five, five sets of two, five sets of three. All these um, like lower numbers of sets and reps allow us to, we've one, decrease the volume so we can increase the intensity or increase the load of the weight that we're lifting. And it's going to be heavier than what we lifted uh, potentially during the um, off-season when we were doing the higher reps and, and pushing ourselves um, for volume rather than um, heavy weight. And what this is going to allow us to do is, one, it's the, the exact way that we want to be doing our um, strength and speed training because that's going to uh, recruit max motor units in order to lift that weight because it's heavier. And these weights should be like an 8 or a 9 out of 10 for that set. Um or for of, of a one rep max. So if your one rep max was 100 kilograms or 225, then you want to be doing like five sets of two or three sets of three uh, as examples of, um, you know, like 80, 85, 90 kilograms. Um, or 
the 225 pound one, um, looking at about 200 pounds um, or 185 to 205 pounds is, is probably a good ballpark. Um, and doing, you know, five sets of two or five sets of three or three sets of five, like something down low there. Um, so the total volume is, is quite low, but the intensity is high. So hopefully, um, I think I've just repeated what I've said a couple of times there, but hopefully just saying it in those slightly different ways and, and just reinforcing that point of um, touching the heavy weights, moving away from the lighter weights with the higher volume and, and loading. Um, we want to get away from that um, because that's not going to help us with our in-season. So how so the last point i'll get to and this is where i want to relate it to golfers who potentially don't have an in-season and off-season chosen for them is use uh, maybe your club championships or some uh, big amateur tournaments that you enjoy playing with or whatever tournaments it is that you want to play really well for during the year Uh, pick that as like your peaking time essentially so um, your your peaking time, if we're thinking about it over a 12-month period, um, we want to be peaking at that stage. So we want that to be sort of in the middle or towards the, the last third of our in-season so that we've had plenty of time to practice um, before that and we're sort of hitting our straps for that time. So that might be, you know, if we've got a six-month um, season of golf, it might be like month four and five that we're playing those big tournaments in um, before we then start maybe tapering off later and then thinking about going into another off-season phase of training um, where we, you know, build our bodies up again, get stronger, get fitter, do all of the things. Uh, and then we can go down the route of, um, you know, getting all that stuff sorted and then start practicing again at the start of the next in-season. And then we've got plenty of time then to practice that in-season and, and get our golf, um, you know, our swing back in check and feeling good with our swing and using our new and improved mobility and strength uh, in order to, to work on our swing for that next season. So hopefully that made sense. Um for me, uh, what I'm going to do uh, moving forwards is now that I'm at a new golf club is I'm going to use my club championships as that time and I'm going to make that at the the back third of when my season is. Uh, I'm still yet to find that out and this year might be a, a bit of a loss because I've only just uh, been um, brought into this club. So this year is a, a little bit of a, a year of learning and, and um, developing. And then uh, when when this year's club championships is on, uh, I'm going to wait maybe a month or two months after that. And then I'm going to go into my off-season training. So I'll dial back a little bit at the course. Um, not that I'm playing that much anyway, but I'll dial that back slightly. I might hit or I will hit more balls in the net in the backyard as a way to keep up the volume of hitting so I don't get the injuries of, um, you know, golfer's elbow and sore backs and, and that type of thing and impact type stuff. Uh, the weights will start to uh, decrease and I'll start to do higher, you know, five sets of eight to 12 reps um, and, and other movements which potentially make me sorer, trying to build strength, trying to build a little bit of muscle uh, and build some mobility and then move then into uh, the in-season, which will be four months potentially before the... Um, the four weeks of the club championships or however long they do the the club championships over at my course Uh, and then a month or two after that then declining back into the off-season training and and not uh, you know worrying too much about my performance on the course and I think the 
the reason a lot of people, particularly Australians and other people who are uh, fortunate with how much um, golf we can play and, and that we don't have these seasons is we can just constantly be in this state of like wanting to play good every weekend and not actually just putting aside the time for you know the future us being better golfers because we're more mobile and stronger and like just allowing ourselves to play a bit of poor golf for that period of time um and then you know coming back sort of bigger and stronger after this you know off season of of good hard work that you've put in in the gym uh and you know being able to build um or build on or build slightly better habits with your swing as you start to come out of that training so um that would be my suggestion for um, yeah, golfers that don't have that, but obviously for golfers who do have these seasons, um, like hopefully this is a way that you can plan around that, or it's just giving you some more insight as to to why we want to follow these sets and reps and and the ways in which you can do it. Um, if if this has brought on more questions for you, I, I would love to answer them, and you can email me Sean S H A U N at fairwayperformance.com and start a conversation there. Uh, you can reach out via Instagram. My uh, Instagram name is at Sean, S-H-A-U-N dot Dyakoff, D-I-A-C-H-K-O-F-F. Um, you know, you'll you'll see me on there, uh, my smiling face and, and lots of golf swing videos and uh, mobility exercises, etc. If you want to follow along there and um, just send me a direct message through Instagram and, and I'll be happy to help out there. Uh, and the last thing I'll say is just a, a quick little plug for the Fairway Performance Training app and the little update that I've recently done. So what I've um, what I've changed the sort of onboarding process is, um, is I, I have clients when they first come in um, and they sign up to the seven-day free trial of the app is the first part of the screen when they log in is assess your mobility. So they've got different mobility tests that they can do there, which are taken directly from the TPI screenings, which I am qualified to do and um, and qualified through the, the Titleist Performance Institute. And um, what we can identify there is some limitations within the body, whether it's lower body, upper body, some coordination issues, whatever they might be. Then the next uh, part of the app, I have this fix your swing fault section. So this has got, um, if you've got those limitations, it's got some programs in there. Uh, I'm just clicking onto the early extension circuits right now, but we've got uh, an early extension article you can click on and learn what early extension is. Um, I t- tell you and talk you through how to analyze yourself on a video and see if you actually have early extension yourself. Um, and then from there, there's uh, three different circuits you can do within there, all to do with um, you know, hip complex, stalk turns, standing hip circles, internal hip rotations to get the hips moving better so that we can try and eliminate that swing fault of um, early extension for you and you know building building a swing around removing that swing fault and then the last thing in the app is the strength mobility speed and power training program so that's my uh, goal fitness 101 202 303 which is a great starting point for someone looking to get into golf fitness and their training um, there's a swing speed training program, there's mobility workouts, core workouts, intermediate advanced programs, uh, and soon there'll be some more um, in-season and off-season programs, which I'll be building out and filming some more demo videos, etc. for. Um, and once you're in the app as well, you can literally click on the chat button and start a chat directly with me. So if you have any questions,
questions, if you need support or help or questions about what equipment and things like this, you can just do it directly through the app. Uh, jump on there, give yourself or get yourself a seven day free trial of it. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything. Um, and if you don't like it, don't see value, you don't have to stay on and, and stay a, a client of mine. Um, but hopefully you'll love it just like all the other um, hundreds of golfers I have um, all around the world that are, are using the app and, and getting some great results from it. So um, I hope to see you guys on the app. Um, if I don't see you on there, enjoy your time on the course this week. Uh, I hope you play good golf. I hope you train hard and I'll see you guys all next week.